This is On the Way Out. I'm Brandy Truesdale. And I'm Sarah Hester. And today we're going to talk about feminism again. And we are here to empower women to boldly live lives that glorify the Lord. Okay, we're back. <clears throat> it's the same day for us. Yes. But it's but a different seven days later for, for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. So at the end of last episode, we, or not the end of, in the last episode, mm-hmm. we talked about the first wave and the second wave of feminism. And to wrap that all together, the first wave was uh, all about women's suffrage and just women having like voting rights it was also when margaret sanger came in the picture and abortion became more available um a little less stigmatized still pretty stigmatized but you know Mm -hmm. we were they were working on making it available and the second wave was when women the the book The the feminine mystique and where women were trying to really break the molds of what women were supposed to look like and be doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, here we are now. It's 1990. Mm. Do you mind if I go back just for a sec? Yes, please. Just because there was something that I wanted to talk about because it was so... Um, um, something that is still really relevant today that... Yep. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to mention. So, um, in... In 1963, so when Betty Friedan is um, at a high school reunion, she's talking to women, um, and she's continuing to hear the same story over and over again from women. So then, one in five women were on some sort of antipsychotic medication. Mm. Or I'm sorry, not psychotic, psychotropic medication. Yeah, I saw that. Um, So these tranquilizers were actually nicknamed Mother's Little Helpers. I just thought it was so kind of, ugh, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> this is anyway. also the, year, the day and age where people are getting lobotomies. Yeah. Um, so, I thought that was just an interesting statistic to know that women, you know, they definitely paint it in the sense of women, women were so mind-numbingly bored at home. They literally had to take medication to not care that they were so bored at home. Um, so with all of the liberation that we've, you know, quote-unquote liberation, that we've experienced and, um, you know, we are more educated, we are more free, we are more, um, like, active in, in our careers, in the workplace. So all of the, you know, Betty's hypothesis that if women were liberated, they would be happier. Yep. I think you look at but they weren't current depression rates and current medication usage yeah and the statistics would say no no that women are not happy no so currently one in four women are on an antidepressant medication so i just thought that was something that was just like a really interesting tidbit that i found um in even exile that i just thought was very interesting um you know women should be According to to Betty, at least the happiest that they've ever been, and yeah, wow. they still aren't. So, anyway, um, but we are going to get into the third wave now. Mm-hmm. 
So, like Brandy said, we this is really kind of starting in the 90s. So, um, when I was researching, kind of what I came across was that there's an idea that feminism was for the upper class white woman, <clears throat> and there's a there was a group of uh, African American women who wanted to remedy that and okay. wanted to make <clears throat> feminism more for everybody uh-huh. um, or every woman, I guess. Uh, so they actually come up with intersectional theory. Oh, okay. That's where that <clears throat> came oh, from. So it's love all that. coming together. <laughs> I love so. intersectional. <laughs> <laughs> intersectionality is the worst. The devil. Um. Anyway, so that's that's where intersectionality came from. So if you're not familiar with intersectionality, yeah. it's basically the idea that the more um, minority boxes you can check, the greater um, I don't I don't the only word that's coming to mind is wisdom. But like the more mm-hmm. knowledge you have, mm-hmm. basically of the world, mm-hmm. like you know the world as it actually is, and not as these systems of oppression. Yeah. you know have placed over you it's tell you that it minorities is. trying to make everyone else a minority right so i'm a woman yeah and so you would think another woman we would be equal but that's not true if the other woman is a minority yeah. she has greater knowledge than i do and then even if she if another woman has like a physical disability and she's a minority she's a great yeah. she goes up the ladder or she's and then plus she's size. lesbian she has yeah. another one mm-hmm. and then she's plus size so it's mm-hmm. it's all of these in this system, victimhood is currency. Yes. And the more victimhood you have, right. the richer you are. Right. So um, <clears throat> so that is the idea of intersectionality. And yeah. it's, it's kind of a whole big wormhole. Um, there's lots of really good podcasts on it I could point you to if you're mm-hmm. interested in that. So um, <clears throat> this is kind of... So I guess if the first and second wave were... We want to be equal. Mm-hmm. Third wave is we are better than. We are better than. Yeah. yeah. So, super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which you kind of, I mean, I've heard this so many times. The future is female. Like, yeah. I, I just uh, worked a consignment sale, like a children's consignment sale. And the number of shirts that I have to, like, push through to find my girls' clothes that don't say something like, girls run the world or... The future is female or Mm -hmm. being a girl is you know whatever yeah Uh, i'm just like i don't know yeah yeah so anyway um this is the way for me like i have i guess this is not proven i have a theory that like this is the wave that i think has made it to where like all these men want to be women Mm. Mm -hmm. like we have all these men now that want to be women Mm -hmm. we have some women that want to be men but stereotypes Mm-hmm. statistically more men would like to be women yeah. than women would like to be men and yeah. i believe it's because of feminism i believe yes. that feminism has made women mm-hmm. out to be now idolized yes and men want to be yes men. like so when you say well, that all co- men are predators yeah exactly you know like well it's like the intersectionality thing it's yeah. like well i guess i need to be I need to be a minority, so I'm going to be right. transgender and a woman. Yeah, Shoot. I'm 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 set. Right? Why not? <laughs> yeah. And oh, then, and I can play in this women's sports and right. absolutely crush all the women, <laughs> the real ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sick. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory of the third um, wave that it brought us to where we are. So this is also the wave that, um, that really brought this idea of having safe spaces. You know, you have the idea that all men are predators. You have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got into um, working with sexual assault victims in college. I was working with a nonprofit. So there's a whole thing that happened. Um, it's called Title IX. Mm-hmm. So Title IX meant that um, there needed to be groups that came in and gave education to uh, college students. Yeah. And so basically it was all about consent. It was all about... Yes. It was all kind of education on you know what is safe what is not safe like all this stuff so anyway i wasn't doing so much the education part of that um i was doing more like one-on-one stuff but anyway so having the perspective i do now yeah i'm like that was bananas <laughs> and like uh, there's an episode i want to i don't want to say what show it's from because yeah. i don't want to like encourage anyone yeah. to watch the show but right. it's like She's flashback yeah. and she's in high school and it's she's in the it's like the nineties or well early two thousands maybe later nineties mm-hmm. and they're a part of the this like club yeah this like feminism club I don't know something yeah. along those lines and uh-huh. she's with her prom date yeah and he's like I want to kiss you do I have your permission yeah and he's like do I have your permission to dance with you yeah do I have your permission and she's like <laughs> just do it already yeah it's like no one really wants this <laughs> yeah where's the romance oh my goodness that's all yeah. I can think when you say consent that's what yeah I think that's of what that I know every time yeah I yeah I can see that scene in my head yeah um but this is where the idea of so something so I was in a, a town with a huge public university um and there were a lot of instances of yeah. sexual assault. Yes. Like, there's no denying that. But A girl got raped in the in the alley mm-hmm. that I lived in. Oh, gosh. When I was in college. That's horrible. I lived alone. It was very oh, scary. Oh, that is very scary. Um, so, they have... There's a... a I, I remember that we would say this all the time. One in four college students um, who are women will experience rape on college campuses. Um, there's actually no studies that you can point to for that, that statistic. Um, interesting. But yeah, so this is the, this is where you have you know safe spaces, words or violence. Yes. Like that whole idea that you can't share opposing opinions and views because words are violence. So um, all of that is tied up in the third wave. Um, also, we have social justice warriors. Yeah, something else that came out of the third wave too, and this is what I very much the way I pictured feminism was: uh, women should be proud mm-hmm. of their like sexual nature. They should like flaunt mm. their cleavage. Yeah, wear the high heels, wear the lipstick, do all the things that makes makes them feel however they want to feel, and that it's the men's problem. Mm-hmm. Like. They, they just need to, like, look away or whatever. Yeah. So that also oh, yeah. kind of came yeah. out in the third wave. Yeah, when you uh, call out, what is it, purity culture. Yeah. Um, anyway, so all of this is tied up into the third wave. Um, so I think now that, I, I think now we are entering the fourth wave. Yeah, the third wave is pretty quick. The fourth yeah. wave, because you, you started talking about the assault and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and the very beginning of the fourth wave was the me too movement Mm, that was the thought that was the start 
mm-hmm. which is all about assault. Yeah. And believing all women. Mm-hmm. Believe all women. Um, that was the beginning of the fourth wave. Yeah. Okay. Let me just tell you. Women can lie <laughs> just like men can. Yeah. Women can be just as manipulative, mm-hmm. if not more. Right. If not more. Mm-hmm. Um, than mm-hmm. men can. Yeah. They can also assault men. Right. And it do happens. lots of other things. So yeah. I don't right. believe I think we're in, it. yeah, we're in this weird place where because I'm a woman, I'm infallible. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm never wrong. I'm never, yes. you know, whatever I say is right. And yes. um, I have this intuition that is 100% correct all the time. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it's, it's a weird time that we're in. It's a very weird time. And we're it also is. in the place where in the fourth wave is the transgender movement. So mm-hmm. um, the reason that feminists and the LGBTQ plus um, groups the reason that they coincide is because they both think that gender is a social construct. Right. There is no actual gender. So we're past the point. I think this is too, it gets so tricky and I'm just interested to see how this plays out in culture because instead of celebrating something as incredible as being able to breastfeed, like our God given ability to breastfeed, our God given ability to carry children in our wombs we we have now so flattened out um gender that we can't even like something that women really should be proud of and should um celebrate we can't even do that because now we have to call it chest feeding (laughs) and a birthing person right and like we have so flattened out being feminine yeah that it's just you know what even is birth what even is nursing so it's pretty wild the fourth wasn't the fourth wave has to be the most maddening one for me like it is it's the most irrational illogical yeah yeah off base unhinged wild thing like what yeah. are we doing like well and it's come it's come to the point now which again this is so bananas that in order for us to be inclusive and sexually free we have to allow men to abuse women by entering into sports I know. and physically dominating woman, them. Time, Time <laughs> Magazine's Woman of the Year yes. was a man. Was a man. You have it's like laughable. we have so far given up. Yeah, it's so laughable. Our like what women set out to do in feminism, right, is now being reversed. Mm-hmm. Basically, and I I would vouch to say that a lot of feminists are sitting there like what should we do right. like, should we do something about this I would, like should I we stop this surely but our, our political party says like we should just let it go right well and we two, they're probably it. like mm, we've pushed it this far yeah. how do you walk it how back? do you walk it back? i don't think you can put the beast back in the box I know. you know what i mean like you've unleashed it so um, i'm like excited know. in a um ironic <laughs> yeah. and comical way to see mm. how this just pans out for you guys <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like where are we headed here? What? Where are we going? You know? Yeah. Um, something else I think of too is like you know there are women who call themselves Christian feminists. Yeah. Um, I again I just don't think you need to co-opt Jesus for your 
social agenda. Yeah. Like, for you to say Jesus would be a feminist. No. Yeah. This is good. I do. I want to talk about this because I I hear that a lot. Um, and I do feel like some people might listen to this and have a hard time with us saying feminism is poison. Like, some yeah. people might be like, what? Mm-hmm. all feminism is poison mm-hmm. and i think it has to be i think i don't think that you can pick and choose what parts you like of feminism um right because feminism and like i said earlier it is a secular construct yeah it never it's an came, ideology for sure it, it's an ideology it never came from biblical Mm-mm. standards ever not nope. from the very moment it started no the people who head up feminism do not love jesus they hate you because you're a christian they literally hate you because yeah. you're a christian so i would just encourage you to really consider what you're saying when you say i'm a christian feminism because i really think what you're saying is i'm a christian and i'm not and just yeah, slapping I'm them together. To stick that together when i think too you have two opposing views right again like you don't need you don't need an a secular ideology yeah to say that i'm valuable and we've talked about this in previous episodes a lot of i think a lot of people who would say that they're christian feminists also kind of have been trained to have this idea that they are lesser than the male mm-hmm. because they have because the bible says that they have this role and that the man has this role mm-hmm. and somehow that makes them lesser and we've said i think a few <clears throat> times at this point you're actually equal. You just have different jobs. Mm-hmm. In God's eyes, he loves you the same. He doesn't value yeah. your husband more than he values you. Right. Um, and that should be all that really matters is right. what does God think of you? Yep. When the there is beauty in the fact that there's an equal submitting to an equal yeah. in the same way that Jesus yeah. submitted to the Father yeah. for a time on earth to carry out their plan of salvation. Yeah yeah um absolutely he is by no means less than right he can't be um they are they are all equal um so yeah i think i think people can also feel afraid because they think that if they take the stance that they are not feminist or that they're anti-feminist yes that people are going to think that they either have a soft view of sexual violence, that they're anti-woman, or they're going to just think that they've been brainwashed by religion. Yes. And and that can be hard. Like, I understand how that can be hard. Yeah. But... Hear me out. Yeah. No stance. <laughs> you just want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Right. You how can about say, that? I don't need your secular ideology. Uh, yeah, I don't need for... your ideology. I don't need to be anti-feminist mm-hmm. or feminist. Although I do believe... I am for sure anti-feminist, yeah. but like, what Same. if I just don't need to say that? Right. What if I just, I yeah. just would. I just am not a feminist. I like would you love to that. be the woman that the Bible <clears throat> speaks highly of. Yeah. And strive for that. Mm-hmm. And also, I think you, you, we need to stop believing the lie that the Bible is anti-woman because it's, it's that is not. a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, well, for sure. Um. Yeah. No. So, again, and we've talked about this before yeah. numerous times, like. God loves women. God yeah. loves women, and He ex- like He lifts them up. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. He like early Christianity was thought to be a religion of women and children mm-hmm. because it gave them equal rights. Yeah, 
two men. Yeah. And in that society, that was right. bonkers. Like, that was such exactly. a radical idea that women were to be included even in yes. church. church. And that that Jesus, like, ch- they had such a different view of children. Children were not valued. Children were not, you know, it wasn't like, oh, come here, let me, you know, it was like, yeah. get out of here and don't be seen. Right. Like, that was more the attitude. Yes. Um. And so for Jesus to bring children and sit them on his knee yep. and, and have value in them, like, that was radical. Yes. Yep. So if you are believing that the Bible is anti-woman or you feel a little bit embarrassed by the fact that You're God, that we have a God-given role that yeah. no man can fill, then, you know, I think it's you something that you need to settle lie. in your heart. Yeah, you might have some internalized feminism. Yes. So for me, when I say <clears throat> I want my girls to grow up to be mothers and wives, mm-hmm. I don't need to be embarrassed by that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I want to encourage them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Wilson has a saying. He was talking about how we want our daughters to be mothers of terrible tribes, and we're like, yeah, like that's yeah. what I want. I want my girls to be matriarchs of their families and to to do well by them and to bless them for generations to come yeah um because that's the one place they're not replaceable right so i'm not saying that every person is cut out and finds the utmost fulfillment right in their home yeah but i do think this is a job that has been given to you and we don't need to be embarrassed by that at all yeah for sure i remember being in college and um I never wanted to have a career ever. Yeah. I just went to college as like a backup because mm-hmm. I went into college single. Yeah. And every every class they introduce you and you say, What's your major? And what do you want to do? Yeah. And I would be like, My major is communication studies and I want to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. And communication I mean, I went to a liberal arts college regard mm-hmm. anyway. And but communication studies was super that was a pretty liberal yeah. field. And I remember always people being like, what? Why are you here? <laughs> right. Why would you waste your talent? Like, or your... I can't be poor. I mean, I can't just do nothing. Right. And my senior year, I met my husband. Yeah. That when I he said to me, what do you want to do when you graduate? And I said, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. He was like, that's awesome. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> that's so sweet. And I was like... Uh-huh. You're like, you're the one. We're getting married. (laughs) We're getting married. I mean, I knew it when I saw you, but you just confirmed But I'm just letting you know that I know. (laughs) No, I never told him that. Right. No, I wouldn't have you there. But in my heart, I would have said it. I just, yeah, I was like, (laughs) the whole time we dated, I was like, okay, he's going to marry me. (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) When he told me he loved me, I was like, I knew it. (laughs) This is it. I love that. This is the end. I love that so Um, much. Anyway, but yeah, I was very much looked down upon. Mm. And it would always set the stage from all of my relationships i never had friends in my communications classes because that was the way i introduced myself and they just knew they were like they're like nah she is her values are different yeah yeah her values are totally different it's so interesting because you know us in the year 2023 saying what we're saying that we don't have to be embarrassed that our job is home-centered yeah and you know you can have a job outside of your home and still be home-centered yeah but to know that this this home is the middle of your universe, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, and you have you are a steward of that. Um, you know, I think you can look back into 1792 mm-hmm. when 
that book was written and see that that lie has been propagated for hundreds of years and generations of women and we've gotten to where we are now to where you kind of feel a little bit embarrassed you know yep and to give credit where credit is due i would say that we have entered into a era of moms coming home more taking more responsibility Mm -hmm. over their homes and their kids their kids educations Mm -hmm. um i do believe that that's something that's happening the problem with it is that they're doing it but they're doing it very unhappy (laughs) which might be a conversation for another day but like yeah well like we still have that resentment even though we're doing it there's still a lot of moms who are so resentful of their husbands yeah. being able to leave every morning mm-hmm. but i can tell you that my husband tells me every day i wish i had your job yeah i wish i could stay home with my kids all day yeah and it's really encouraging because i'm like no i'm glad you're not i'm glad i have my job <laughs> or when he's like he's spending like weeks working on the kitchen i'm like God, i love being a woman right like, i know i'm so, so thankful. thankful that i am the woman <laughs> in this relationship oh man right and that's that's the other thing too it's not like your husband has just been like sitting around all day doing nothing absolutely not i mean they've been working too yeah you know and it's i don't know And they usually come home and work some more yeah like just the same as you like last night jake got off work and had dinner with us and Mm -hmm. then he went outside and he mowed and weeded it until it was dark right and he spent no time with us yeah and yeah like they do a lot yeah are we giving them the credit they deserve right yeah i'm just saying topic but yeah and and two again as a christian woman you have no place in your heart for resentment like you're not allowed to yeah so yeah if you feel that twinge of resentment you need to go to the lord and confess it at the end of it all god is the maker of the universe and he's written your story before before we even know what it is yeah he and yeah maybe when you're feeling resentment over your life remember god put you there mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah he made you a woman <clears throat> yeah and uh here you are like are I, you stewarding that womanhood well i think too you know you look at people who would call themselves christian feminists and it, it just never ends well no the the ones that i have in mind uh like glennon doyle stop being christian sarah bess i think her name is um uh jen hatmaker yep they have all left the faith yep um i don't know if they've all officially deconstructed but most of them i know at least two of the three are lesbians and living they have left their families What's, who's that girl wash your face lady uh rachel hollis yeah i don't know if she's left the faith but she basically i mean the faith that she's living in is yeah it's wild. Not, not a good look um anyway so i'm just saying that the fruit of it mm-hmm. just like the fruit of feminism mm-hmm. is nothing but carnage yeah um there's a verse that like just i really feel like puts the bow on all of this mm-hmm. is um proverbs 14 1 mm-hmm. and says the wise woman builds her house but with her own hands the foolish one tears hers down yes <clears throat> and i'm telling you that the fruit of feminism is nothing but you ripping your house down with your own hands mm-hmm Sometimes in a literal sense, when you're sitting there having an abortion, you are literally tearing down your house, like in a very real way. You murder your child. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, anyway. So, 
we our yeah. our goal here is to empower women to boldly live lives for the Lord. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So we want to be wise women, and a wise woman, according to Scripture, builds up her house. Yes. Um. So my encouragement, I guess, when we want to look to feminism because we do see some sort of real oppression or when we do see something that we feel like is unfair or um even i mean i think most of us grew up again in the 90s some in public school some in yeah you know christian school that may or may not have been legit or not um i think all of us have some feminism that we were exposed to on a certain level for sure so we need to reject that we've got to unlearn that yeah and we've got to build it back with scripture tie yourself in with a secular ideology any of them and feminism feminism is one of them there may be another ideology that you're tying yourself into Mm -hmm. um but it's it's not rooted in faith and you should just reject it um yeah i was gonna say something else something important (laughs) don't you hate when you forget it it was important i know i'm gonna remember it later um oh so saying all this like we're kind of ending it on this like heavy yeah stop being a feminist get off your soul <laughs> like just so we're clear i'm sure we've said this before but just so it's like abundantly clear mm-hmm. not being a feminist doesn't mean that you can't do amazing things as a woman right like yeah like the book that sarah is reading is by a woman yeah she's written books and sold books mm-hmm. like that's cool you can do amazing things like we're not saying not being a feminism is just okay go home be home right yeah shut do up your and go thing. home guess what sarah and i both have jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> we're both right here at this podcast while our husbands are with our children okay. like you can still be an independent woman or whatever you can still like have yeah awesome things going for you what we're what we're saying is be the woman that the bible would call you to right and again don't align yourself with a secular ideology Mm -hmm. and i think too one that kills babies and humans and Mm. um essentially is like neutering a whole generation of people right now like why would you want to be a part of this Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think to I think a big reason the second wave even happened was because women need hard work to do. Yeah. Like women are built for hard work. Yeah. And they didn't That's have true. hard work. Right. They were, house, and they were, they were bored. Trophy wives. And they were right. We're not meant to be ornamental. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're meant to be productive and to yeah. do something and to build something. Oh yeah. So I think um, you know, just like you're saying do productive things yes i mean absolutely do productive things um and that's gonna look different different for every woman woman. yeah but you know challenge yourself and do hard work because you absolutely can yes um it doesn't mean at all to that you need to just like lay on your fainting couch (laughs) and have like a delicate um what's the word i'm thinking of a delicate like disposition you know what i mean like that's not all we're talking about what we are talking about is just an ideology that leaves nothing but destruction in its wake. Yeah. And we don't want to see that for you. Yeah, absolutely. And do your work joyfully. So, there you go. Joyfully. 
man. I'm so good to be back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're going way back. <laughs> Baby, I'm back. Anyway. Wrap it up! There it was. <laughs> there it was. We're coming out with I love it. a t-shirt that says wrap it up for Christmas. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Anyway. We're still working oh, on that design. Yeah. But I think we're getting fall queen shirts. Mm-hmm. I think it's happening. It's time. It's time. It's oh, yes. Fall. We're like in, in midst September, so we got to do it. I'm stoked to the I'm so I'm so ready. When we get things ready, we'll share. Maybe we're making promises we can't keep. But we might be. But Cassie. who knows? I know. Cassie hit us up. <laughs> Tell us what we can do. Yeah. Um, we're excited though to to partner with Cassie too. So anyway, this was fun. Mm-hmm. Something we've been wanting to talk about forever. We have no idea what we're talking about next week. But we got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on the roster for season two. We do a lot of stuff coming up, coming down the pike. We just need to decide when we're doing them all. But we know what we're doing. We're excited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So find us at On the Way Out Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Please leave us a rating on spotify or apple wherever you listen to your podcasts yep email us at on the way at pod dot g email on the way out pod <laughs> i had to rewire like, wait a second my brain it has been a while it has been a while i know it's, it's crazy how fast you get out of the habit so anyway, anyway we're All so right. glad to be back thank you for listening peace and blessings deuces <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>